Hey everyone, welcome to the newest episodes from my mom's garage, formerly known as Nerds in the City. As always, this is your host Tony with Nikki. Hey. So this is a new format. Today's discussion would be just general topics of conversations that are trending topics that came out recently in news. So you know what? Let's get right into it. You ready? Yes, I am, sir. Let's do this. Okay. So first, I want to get off of uh, my chest or my thoughts on was E3. Um, it, as you know, it's the, the biggest video game conference mm-hmm. in the world. Yes. And they uh, officially announced like last month uh, they will be doing a ver- it's going to be a virtual event. And this the last event that they had was in 2019 because they canceled last year's because of didn't, didn't they do last one in virtual too? Or no, they didn't they do just one at all. Okay. They didn't do one at all. The last the last event that they had was in 2019, so it's going to be about almost two years since their last event. So this year they did they do have some uh, panels. They're going to have like Nintendo, Xbox, Capcom, uh, Ubisoft, uh, Warner Brother Games, and some other publishers. Yeah. So what they're doing different, um, an aspect of I know we spoke about. Uh, DC fandom, how they were doing it, they were going to do. Yeah, I remember we we discussed, we discussed it. it recently. So what they're doing um, is that they're going to have a portal mm-hmm. and an app that you will be able to log in, and during the live broadcast, they're also going to have like almost like a Twitch chat chat, so people can either tweet or I think message through the app or the portal, and people will be able to see everybody's comments while the event is going live on like either when they're announcing games or if they or if they do like a live panel where they have questions people could pull questions from it and remember I spoke about him like they didn't have that during uh DC fandom it was like I felt like there was like pretty much pre pre-recorded pre-posted and everything done beforehand and the questions were mostly hand picked from the like the host or the 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 host of the show or the host of the event mm-hmm. And it didn't feel like it was like a natural conversation or questions that somebody normally that games mm-hmm. or reads comic books and the DC's aspect or movie wise would have asked. They didn't ask. So I was like, I didn't feel it. Now that they have the opportunity to do that is amazing. Also, which is I don't I'm trying to grab my head around it. I was trying to read on it is that each each person that signs up will have like an avatar or a profile and then you'll be able to do lounges which means you could be in a group chat with other attendees and that gives you points and they have like a leadership a leader leaderboard of like who's doing the most interactive things in regards to the panels the lounges or or uh live broadcasts so which is i'm trying to wrap my head like why they're doing a leaderboard why are they doing a live anything? Because, I mean, honestly, I I'm just assuming I'm assuming that they're gonna have some kind of uh, algorithm trying to read uh, in real and like almost like live those comments to make sure it eliminates anything that's offensive, anything that's uh, bad. But also maybe they're also filtering it to maybe the questions that they would like. Yeah, well, so that it, way it, it's, it's, it's in- taking actual questions, but it's probably. Uh, you probably end up seeing the questions that are more safe to, or to their liking. Yeah, of repeat. course. Like almost like they're just going to be pulling the ones that still I, pulling what they want, what they want, but it won't look like it. Because I, be I do think live. what they'll do is how they do sporting events is mm. that they will have 
Yeah, five second delay. Like they'll have, I think they'll have the the live go live, mm-hmm. like on, on real time, and the the chat go on like a five second delay. So the algorithm or anything that picks up keywords or filters it out and doesn't show it. Mm-hmm. So and then it'll it'll maybe the host whoever's hosting the panel because on on live broadcast is pretty much everybody just looking all, for all the game announcements that are coming out. So that is interesting. I, I like their idea of what they're doing with that because that was my biggest uh, issue with DC fandom is that the most of the questions were like just softball thrown or just questions that I wouldn't have asked. I would have that I would have done dive deeper into mm-hmm. different segments or different questions about character development or uh, the issues coming out or like they were doing like a toy one. And I was like. Why would you ask? It feels like a very soft question or easy question just to get the conversation going instead of making it entertaining. I got you. I mean, you would think you think maybe the reason that they're doing it like that is think about because usually the biggest not problem, I want to say, but if somebody's going to come in there with a comp with a loaded or complicated question, usually the question is not brief, especially when it comes to anything that dealing with fandom. Yeah, it's always going to be a long lead up, possibly explaining their view, and then the question to that. Like, so you have a long setup for the question, and then you ask the question. Yeah, that's usually where the most complicated questions go. So maybe because of a something like that, like the Twitter board or whatever, it limits one how many characters you use, possibly, right? Yeah, and limits how much time you do do it because while you're here typing this, you know, freaking, you know, whole, oh. a book, you know, novel over here. You know, other people asking like a thousand questions at a second, and you're so you got to basically just ask something within one sentence. Yeah. So I think that's kind of a cool way to kind of make people try to ask their question in the easiest possible way is just make it brief. Yeah. Because even if they make it, they try to make it more complicated, it'll still come out more, looking more broad, and the question becomes a lot simpler to ask. No, I to do, answer, sorry. To answer, yeah, no, of course. So it is going to be going on on June twelfth. To mm-hmm. the 15th, so it's just a month away. Yeah, literally a month away. So, so basically, are any games going to be released after that day? Uh, it depends. They they have announced. Um, they they did like a um, hinted on a uh, Grand Theft Auto Six, mm-hmm. and there was like another Nintendo game that they were they were teasing about. So nobody knows who what are they announcing. Because they won't know until they actually bring it out. Yeah, they won't know to actually bring it out, and then they don't know what the release date is. Because sometimes they'll be like, "This game is available now," and they'll just drop it right after the show for for to purchase or to buy or to download. Mm. So we don't know what they're announced. They did tease a Grand Theft Auto Six, which I'm interested in seeing, and I might pick up if it does come out. Do you think it's gonna be more like? So basically, is it gonna be able to do the same thing, just be more complicated? Or I mean, more in, intricate, or what do you, you mean? like Grand Theft Auto. You know, you have this idea where you do all these different things, and maybe the story might be different, but the technology is what they try to upgrade. So, I mean, they can't. I mean, you've already what you the last thing they was able to do is freaking basically rob planes and rob people for their money, stuff like that. Well, like, a lot of people play Grand Theft Auto online, mm-hmm. Grand Theft Auto Five online, which is insane because you could do that plus a lot more like you basically stab other players the whole time yeah you could do that and you what's what's crazy about it because i watched one uh flo mcnasty um he's a he's a twitch streamer mm. and i follow him and he plays uh he plays uh a character in grand theft auto 5 online 
and something I did I never played online, so I was like interested. And what he does, like what I noticed is that they you could chat with other players as long as you're within proximity of them. So instead of just being able to just randomly end up getting like random people, you just got you have to go up to people to chat. Yeah. So or you could call people through the phone, which will call call mm-hmm. into the the player that's on on the game at the same time mm-hmm. to meet up somewhere. So it's crazy. Like he he's setting up like a rally. Last time I heard, he was like setting up like a rally race somewhere. Yeah, hey, so, like when it comes to games like that, like it's almost like um, like they basically start making it so that conversations that I have, like say within proximity. For some reason, the game doesn't record. I'm guessing the game could record it, like data, backup data, whatever. Yeah. But just to make it as realistic as possible, your only your phone conversations are the ones that like they get recorded. Yeah, and it gets played back to you or something from the cops later. Like, yeah. But anything you do in, in proximity, nothing can be recorded. Yeah, because there was there was one that what's funny is that I'm, uh, he was going through like a burger shop, mm-hmm. and there there was a burger attendant, and I thought it was gonna be an NPC. Yeah, and it wasn't. It was like somebody that was their avatar that they worked at this burger place for a bit. <laughs> uh, I'm just curious. Like, can you imagine, like, um, like so? Basically, imagine you're playing the game, right? So you wake up, like, you wake up into the game, and you automatically, like, you put it like a randomizer to set you up in a career, or whatever. You, as soon as you get in there, and as soon as you get in there, you're in the back of a restaurant, and somebody goes, "Your shift is up. your shift is whatever." Your shift is up. Yeah, so. You're like, oh, I don't want to do this. I want to play the game. Yeah. But then if you decide to not take your shift, you automatically, like, default or something on your house or whatever. Yeah. The house. And then all of a sudden, like, <laughs> the cops are after you. So, basically, just by you walking away from your job, you start being Affects criminalized. Yeah, yeah. Like, you start having the cops coming after you and stuff. Yeah. It, it is. It is. Insane, <laughs> so. It is. Well, I don't know how they're going to do six. And I'm, I'm excited to see it because. I don't want to play, and we've been waiting for a new version of Grand Theft Auto Five because it's been, I think, over ten years since Grand well, since Grand Theft Auto Five came out, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Well, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't, almost almost ten years, I think. No, this is I'm just wondering what they come out with, but it would be fun if it's something like really more intricate, like <laughs> just I'm just picturing something like super intricate, to the point where you would feel bad if you actually killed somebody. Like, oh, like it's oh. Just, it's too realistic. Like, oh, this this is too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then is well, we have this event going on this year. When you know what? One event is not going on next year. Hmm. Golden Globes it will not be aired next year. What? NBC um, revoked or are are getting out of contract to air them next year. Damn. Yeah, and this is mostly due to. Um, I remember who was the actor that gave up? His, he gave Tom back. Hanks, I mean, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. He gave, gave back, back uh, Jerry Maguire. Uh, Born on the 4th of July, and I think there was one other movie, uh, Magnolia. He gave those back back to the organization. This and is going to be interesting, though, because those movie, those, like, awards, I remember watching something in regards to, like, how the background works when it comes to movies. So, like, a lot of those companies, uh, those movie companies, they have to actually, I don't know if they pay for consideration or they just pay for, they pay for something. Um, so, usually, it's more like who's the most popular movie, take whatever. Um, and obviously based on them winning, then the actors and everybody else is, are not necessarily entitled, but they're basically worth more. So the next movie that they do, let's say the guy made me like $5 million before that, after that, he has to, I think he automatically have to start at a bit higher bracket. Oh, 
But as I'm saying, I wonder now, that was the industry before. If literally the Golden Globes, in a sense, I don't like using this word, gets canceled, whatever. Um, I wonder how it's going to change the industry. Well, the the reason behind this is that one is like they had a lot of scandals throughout the years of mm-hmm. like uh, people how how some of the game, some of the movies how got, they're getting chosen and stuff how like the that. movies got nominated or even how some movies got won mm-hmm. and one of them another one is that their membership process for the French or the, the foreign press is that they have a lack of people of color. And I think they, I think if I read once, it was like they only had like one member. And they're. In the entire membership of the foreign press <laughs> or something like that. I think they, at one point they only had one member, one mm-hmm. person of color. Or I think it was, yeah, I think it was one person of color, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. But they were like their lack of um, diverse, diversity, yeah. diversity in, in it because is because a lot of the movies that are that are showcasing people of color normally don't get selected because they're not representing a lot of what the foreign press is made up of. Yeah. So it's almost like if you have a movie about uh, a coming of age of a a Latino, Hispanic person like us, if it's just, I'm saying it how it is, if it's a white guy, a white woman, they don't relate to it. So they can't, they don't understand the, the, empowerment that it brings in the story maybe the story itself is good yeah but having that culture hispanic culture behind it or a black culture or indian culture or mm. middle eastern culture asian culture in it people of that ethnicity or culture represented more and are are more there was a pattern to what they were d- it's deeper for them because they understand where it's where it's coming from cuz that could relate Really- I mean, but then I mean, okay. So I agree in a sense, but there should be some diversity, and especially because if you already see the pattern, it's one thing to say, let's say, you know, who knows? Like, you can't really say they can't be diverse or they can't uh, uh, like appreciate a movie from another culture because of this. That's one thing. I, you know, you can or can't. Some people can, some people can't. Yeah. Um, but I do think that if a pattern was recognized and obviously it was not showing well, then yeah, you have no choice that you should have to diversify your group because obviously your group is not picking the like in, in a way where it seems like it's it's leaning to one side over another yeah yeah if you can't sip so you can't sit on the scales like that expect people not to notice um and, but that's, then, and they've been noticing a lot more and then that came out recently because a lot of the it's just crazy because last, i mean last one i, I forgot when, there was a lot of movies that that were that were with people of color or in that case never got nominated mm-hmm. you're like this movie was amazing <laughs> just because it wasn't under your radar in your radar what to watch takes away from the opportunity that that movie should have had yeah so it it, it is crazy and how that that goes into that is i want to see what they do with it now that they the nbc dropped it i don't know if they're i don't know if, if one network is gonna have the balls to be like <laughs> We'll pick it up for one year. Well, okay, if, so if they change their ways. Network, that's the thing that like, always gets me about businesses. Like, they get mad when businesses make these kind of choices, but at the same time, those com- companies are, are, are um, almost automatic. They're, they're like robots in the sense of they're not really trying to make the most humane choice. They're probably just trying to make the most profitable. And in this case, they see it's more profitable for their brand to not be associated with that, which means if they already made a decision. All these other people are going to do it. And then even the people that probably attend, 
Because think about it. What if Tom? If Tom, um, Cruise. Tom Cruise did that this year, then who's to say next year any of them show up? Yeah. So now you're having this this event to celebrate actors and directors, and none of them actually show up. So you're always just gonna have an empty stage when you call out their names. Yeah. So it's gonna be a lot of has to be a lot of inner workings with the foreign press to see how they're gonna regulate their memberships and diversify mm-hmm. it to be more diverse and let's see how they move forward with it because it'll 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 showcase a lot of more uh, movies that normally don't get recognized because mm-hmm. now the the viewing gap is a lot wider when you have a more diverse because it has a lot of they can pull from different genres different yeah. Uh, backgrounds of movies of actors and directors and everything else with them. I always think though how do they choose those movies because I feel like probably just, um, I mean now I don't even know what you call it but like for a long time when I was growing up there was the the quote unquote B movies or straight to DVD straight to DVD or straight to yeah. whatever movies and obviously those never get qualified as much because they were done on a lower scale Right, they're not going to go to theaters, and not, like I think is as long as it goes to theaters, they they have the opportunity. But see, to that's be the thing too is that right now is that a lot of movies are going straight to streaming. They're going simultaneously, but still, for the most part, yeah, they're both. Yeah. So the silver screen doesn't have the allure that it the used weight to. that it does anymore, because mm-hmm. now you have great movies that go straight to straight to, to streaming. Yeah, and, and, honestly, the, and the only opportunity, the only reason I feel most um, streaming networks are in agreement to have it go to theater is for that reason alone. It's the opportunity to get nominated. No, that's, it used to be, but now they have to consider. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Now, now, no, I'm saying like if the guidelines is like the movie has to be in theaters for X amount of days mm-hmm. to to have the opportunity to be selected to be nominated. And a lot of networks would be like how they did with the Irishman. They were like, we need to release it, it, for, it two, for, like two for, for two weeks just because that's a requirement to be eligible to be nominated. Mm-hmm. So once movies and and become more mainstream, meaning more on VOD streaming and less in theaters, that's gonna change the aspect of it's more it was gonna be it's gonna be limitless because now movies are gonna be straight to streaming. And going on to our next section is Disney is is, is fucking up the game for theaters right now. For a lot of other streaming companies. What do you mean? So Disney announced mm-hmm. is that they are refusing to do 90 day straight to, to theater before releasing on streaming, which is a standard. A lot, a lot of the streaming companies are doing is like they'll let the movie go to theaters for 90 days and then go to the streaming network. Or they'll do it like HBO does that they did this year is that they're going to do simultaneously. They'll let mm-hmm. it run in theaters for 90 days and then they'll go to streaming. Well, this, actually, well, you said simultaneous, so they're coming out both. Yeah, like like HBO would do is they'll come out with the same, like Mortal Kombat. They came out in theaters and, and, and VOD. Yeah, that's how HBO is, that's their, yeah, that's their marketing. Which, yeah, which they, is for simultaneous. this year. And they, then, which they're not doing it tonight. Next year, they're not doing it anymore. What do you mean? Warner Brothers said that starting next year, they're going to, because it's through Warner Brothers, okay. that starting 2022, I think mid-2022, that a lot of the movies are not going to be simultaneous. They're going to go to theaters first and then sit in theaters for about 90 days and then go back to go to streaming. I think people that I think how about this? I think that whole 90 day thing is a strong, like almost like tough talk. Yeah. 
but they, I don't think they're going to be able to back it up. So what Disney is doing, mm-hmm. Disney come in, came in, like I was saying, Disney's coming, Disney comes into the, to the room and is like, you know what? We're going to do 45 days. All our movies that, that we want to go to, uh, to theaters are only going to be a movie in theaters for 45 days. And after this, it's going to go straight to streaming. So now this puts straight a strain on theaters because now they, they don't have the luxury of holding a movie for that long anymore. Because if they have ninety days, they'll be like, "Oh, I have, you right now, I have about three months." You, yeah, you're. I do you, not. I do you, not believe they're you, gonna have that ability to hold it for ninety. Because that's the that was the norm before. You're right. That was the norm back in the day <laughs> before all this. But people got used to it, man. People like it streaming, dude. People built little places for them to go. They like it because you think about it. You, I, I was watching a comedy video. I don't even know who produced it. It was like a YouTube thing, and the guy spoke well and negatively but one thing he reminded me of a lot of the things is like when he went he was talking about oh this is the first time we've been in a theater since the pandemic oh yeah and it was a joke thing but he kept on saying like he's like uh what was it he's like yeah you know so we we drove out here we waited for like you know however to get into the theater we, then we waited about 30 minutes to get our popcorn and drink which cost us like five times what we normally would probably pay for something at home um Instead of getting an actual drink of something, we got something that's watered down. Um, we sit in these seats that are not always that comfortable and usually has a smell in a room, you know, basically covered in popcorn and with a crying baby in the back. And you're like, yeah, those are all true. And, you're like, and then, oh, my the thing that got me the most is like, and it, I don't know why it is like if I'm especially if I go to theater, I usually try to sit in a place where I'm, I'm by myself. Yeah, at least in an area, whatever. But then it's always you, you, that doesn't always work that way. You're gonna sit there, and somebody's gonna sit right next to you, on, and you don't know who they are. Yeah, like you don't know sit. what type of movie you go there. Like I hate the ones that talk during the movie. Yeah, and cell phone brightness in your face, like you know all these different things, and they were just pointing out all those factors, like. Or the other, thing, which I don't think this one was a norm as, as much as it used to be little, maybe old theaters, but remember how theaters were turning into more like uh, lounge chairs? Yeah. So the other one was, I hated, was having to go, if you're seated and you need to go to the bathroom where you need to get popcorn, you have to do that thing where you have to choose whether you're going to put your crotch or your ass in people's faces and then have to suck it in while you try to shuffle down the... The, the, the row while give, hoping everybody gives you enough room to shuffle down the way to finally get to the side, go around well, do your thing, I and remember, then come back. I remember. I hated those. That's why I always sat in the court, in the end seats. I, but that's what I'm trying to say is like we have this view of movie theaters that was great. I'm, I'm the first one. You know I was the first one to be like, oh, I love movie theaters, right? The popcorn, all that stuff. But I also felt like I was the first one to be like, I'm never going back. Because <laughs> yeah. I love my like I love my setup. I'll you know, and everybody think does that because something they also pointed out was every time the person had to go to the bathroom, they missed a part of the movie. To and you'd the be point. like, oh, what did I miss? What did I miss? Yeah, because unfortunately, sometimes it's that part where you're like, you have to go to the bathroom, and it is like the part that tells the major part. Like, there's been times where I have had to go back to watch that movie because the time I go to the bathroom, apparently I missed a huge plot device into the thing, and I'm like. I, I know what the ending is, but I need to know what that, how that was delivered to really get the whole movie. I don't know. I just realized it's like there's as much as people have I, like idolized watching movies in the theater. There's also a lot of negativity, and I think it's going to be more obvious to people when they start going. 
Yeah. If they haven't gone already. Yeah, there's isn't me like more pros and con- like more cons than pros once it once they go. Especially the pricing. When you somebody even said it, actually one of the first jokes was I guess when they walked in, he was like, Yeah, you know, I, I don't remember the theaters like how expensive it is. I felt like I just paid I paid in what I pay my monthly subscription to the, to where I was watching movies before. I just paid for one movie. Yeah. Like <laughs> literally, that's what it is. So, I don't know, like, we'll see how it, it pans, but I think when they start realizing nobody's still going. Yeah, so... so <laughs> They're not going to wait this, 90 days. Then, Well, they, they're they hoping that they can hold out for movies and for people to go once everything... Nor- well, once they think, I know. Well, they, once they think everything will re-normalize, which I feel like, and I agree with you, that this is the new normal, is that people want to stay home and stream their movies. Another oppor- another great thing is that one thing that we've had an mm. idea and we've been playing with it is having like come something called like for us to be like secret cinema mm. is that we'll host a movie for free that's mm. streaming in a public park and have people hang out with us. Mm. Yeah, I mean it's 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 very cost of, it's cost sufficient for them because it's not going to cost anything and mm. you get to see it with other people that you enjoy watching movies that mm. doesn't have to be in your house but doesn't have to be in a the theater they they pay pay sixty dollars. To buy tickets, food, and, and you everything know, else. I don't have kids, but man, I have a friend of mine who has two children. And I mean, mind you, that's just two. There's other people that have more. So I always laugh because uh, we had a discussion where, like, I was talking about how much I had to pay for a ticket. And I was, damn, I had to pay, like, you know, this amount for a ticket. He looked at me kind of weird. I was like, what? You don't want to watch a movie, right? Like, yeah. But the thing is, I can't watch it by myself. I have to watch it with my family because they want to watch it too. Yeah. So while it costs you whatever fifteen dollars to watch that movie, imagine how much it costs me, where it's me, my wife, That's my two good. children, and then not only that, I'm not getting, you know, a popcorn for myself or maybe one hot dog for myself. I am getting a whole feast, a whole, whole feast because each one of them is gonna want popcorn. Each one of them is gonna want That's an easy hundred something. And actually, bucks. that was another thing they joked around in the video too was like the food was kind of like the popcorn was stale. Or yeah. too too buttery or too whatever, and then the hot dog is like, oh yeah, I, got, I remember that the hot dog that was steamed in, apparently in the bun in the silver bag. Like, yeah, <laughs> like they just it was like they said this tastes horrible. <laughs> like, so I don't know. We'll see. We'll see who wins out. I could be wrong. I just felt people are still kind of holding out. Like it's basically if I felt like it's a waiting battle. Where I, what I think is going to happen mm-hmm. is that. Once everything goes back to normal, that movie theaters are fully open, mm-hmm. which AMC finally announced that even regardless of your vaccinated, you still have to wear a mask, which I like that idea. Mm-hmm. But even though I'm not going, um, what I think of the how's going to play out, mm-hmm. it's that once everything reopens, everything's everybody could go wherever they want. Which I kind of feel like, this is Florida, man. Florida's Florida, already July 1st. Is, 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 that's what I'm saying. Florida, no. Well, Florida's bit felt like, the Florida has felt... Like I think you were the you told me that somebody gave you the perfect description of Florida since the beginning of the pandemic, which is it feels normal. We just have to wear masks. Yeah, for the most part. So, and then now you know with everything that happened, but they, you know they, they, even that's a question, big question now. But that's what I'm saying. I think Florida has been as normal as it, it can be, considering everything from like a long time ago. But um, yeah. So well, my, go, I'm sorry. So, yeah, so, the, so the way I think it's going to play out is that movie theaters are going to open up. Mm-hmm. People are gonna start going, and like how you say, they're gonna be like, "I'm paying X amount dollars extra or X X times ten, mm-hmm. what I could do at home for a fraction of the price." 
mm-hmm. with all my friends and family. But then I think the only thing that's going to set it apart, the only thing that's going to set it apart, that where they're going to get their more most of their money, maybe, mm-hmm. would be for major movies. That's the that, thing. And, 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 and to do that, you would have to do an event, create an event around it. Like, um, who uh, there was a Regal down in South Florida. Mm. I, most theaters do it that I've noticed, but because I lived in South Florida, it was new to me, was that when the Avengers movie came out, first one, they had a special for 30 bucks that you get to watch all the, fir- all the start of the phase one until the Avenger movie release at midnight or at 9 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. To watch it, so you have the buildup. That's that's one thing that it will do because if it's a major like Star Wars movies or or Marvel movie, I want to see it in IMAX. I want to see it in the full sound and everything. Mm. That that would be the only exception I would go to, one and thing, that's pushing it. But then what, the thing about this too is that my only rule, you even even when we go to theater, what, IMAX. The only time I would ever actually want to go to IMAX. Is if the movie was shot in IMAX because yeah. otherwise, I just felt like I'm getting cheated because the yeah. whole point is to have that kind of quality. At yeah. that point, they're they're just stretched to fit, but it doesn't really enhance. It doesn't. You're not really getting the, no, the yeah, IMAX experience. Um, like I feel like you could be right because I feel like movie theaters are basically going to become art houses. So like I've been I've been noticing too is why I think what ends up happening is because the major movies are going to streaming networks. I think uh, indie movies will make because I had somebody had mentioned this before. Just I can't remember who who was, but um, as far as from another YouTube was uh, that because big budget movies are going to go to streaming because they basically own those streaming networks, um, like art house movies, like basically more movies more that are kind of like indie stuff like that, yeah, are going to take over the theater. So if you want to watch something like more of an artistic movie, whatever, you might. You might watch in a theater versus that, like on streaming. That was the idea. It was some idea that where it's like you're gonna see more, um, less big studio movies in the theater, and that big studio movies are just gonna go straight to streaming. Well, because like right now, I wanted to watch. I'm dying to watch Army of the Dead with Batista. It came out this weekend. I'm not going. I'm waiting till Friday because on Friday it goes to Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Like in my head, I'm like, why do I, I don't I don't have to wait that long? So why not wait? I mean. Yeah. It's know. worth it's it's it, it doesn't. I bet, and also which plus that's not even a movie that I'd like I'd be excited to watch. But that's the thing either. is, think about this. What is like right now? I don't. I can't re- really think of any movie that's gonna be because right now the only movie that I think would ever allure people to go back to the theater like that would be an Endgame. Would be a, 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 a would be a, a Infinity War. There isn't one coming up right now, and even for years to come. The only one that's coming up that that was supposed to come on in theaters and got pushed back was Dune. That was the one that was supposed to set to have everybody go back to the movie theaters. Whether they were intended to release it this year in theaters. While I do think that the the cinematography and the style for everything would probably bring hardcore fans, I don't see it bringing everybody because Dune is... It's very niche. Yeah, exactly. It's very niche. So it's not a general audience type of movie where there's going to be hardcore fans and there's going to be fans that just like of specific actors. But I don't think it will have the same allure because it's not like say kids. Kids are not going to want to watch it. No. So the kids would watch one and watch Endgame. So the, that's what I'm saying is right now, 
There's no end game in sight. There, oh, wow. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Because you think about it, even the Matrix one is supposed to come out. Matrix doesn't have that kind of a lore. Neither does not, not John as, Wick. Not as much as before. Yeah, because you know, back in the day, Matrix came out. Everybody freaked out. They're like, yeah. do that. As much as I can't wait for to watch that movie, I don't see it having the same allure as anything like from old from the nineties. Yeah. Um, but also the John Wick movies. As much as people love watching those, again, I don't think they have the same allure that people are like. Well, you know, it's not. Is it worth going to the theater for? Yeah, like I said, isn't it has it would have to be a major mm-hmm. for me or for you too be like a major superhero or it's like if they do like an. I think you would watch it. Maybe if mm. they do like another Fifth Element type thing. Like what a, the director? The like a sequel to it. Like a well, I thought it wasn't. Uh, you mean like a thousand? What was it? Valerian. Valerian. Remember we watched it. Valerian, uh, City of a Thousand Planets, Thousand yeah. Worlds. Yeah. I got That's fit- basically I got- the, as close to a sequel you would get for. <laughs> I got fifteen minutes into that movie. I know. <laughs> That's the closest we get to. to, but, to, to so yeah, uh, it would have to be like a major movie. <laughs> To, to make me go watch to make me go to the theaters all I like every time people tell me about wanting to go to the theater all I could think about is I need to save up for a sound system for my room or for my <laughs> for my movie theater or I'm I'm gonna see if I can return the TV that I've had for six months back and see if I can get 85 versus the 75 that I got now it's like all I keep on thinking about is how how can I upgrade my theater as opposed to and going to the movies exactly why am I gonna rent it when I can own the cow yeah but um yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how this will change uh, the game because the standard mm-hmm. right now is ninety days, mi- minimum ninety days, until it could be re released to theaters. Mm-hmm. With now Disney shooting it on that in the foot and say we're going to do forty five, <laughs> and then because it's, it's Disney has the library, Disney mm-hmm. has Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars in their pocket. Mm-hmm. So anything that they put out in in those other outside of the regular Disney Studios, yeah, those usually are blockbuster hits, if not close enough to it. And they're they're doing like you know what instead of ninety one to forty five, why... and it's either the other companies network companies are gonna either match it, mm. which is gonna hurt the movie theater industry, and if they do match, or they'll just be like you know whatever we're gonna do our own thing. And if they do match it, then I feel like this is gonna be like we're gonna do instead of forty five, we're gonna do eighteen days, three weeks in theaters, and after that, because then the attention of the wait, because what it is is that a lot of companies that, as long as they're in the conversation or the what the the trending in Twitter, mm-hmm. the longer they are, the longer people are gonna be interested or intrigued to watch it, to talk about it, and continue the conversation. Okay. So the more people have access to it. The more the longer conversation could go. I just what I don't understand is why don't people just follow the same thing that Disney did with Mulan and the other movie where it's like you know something you want to go do dual network let's do that but like like play this I'll tell you what it'll be on my streaming network but only for like thirty forty dollars a person like whatever whatever you want to charge them like let's say thirty dollars that's what Disney charge right so. Basically, people will have that choice. It was like, you know something? I could watch it right now. Don't even make them hold it for the whole time, whatever. Disney, like if they rent, Because if you pay for, let's say, Mulan, it stays in your system. Until, it become, yeah, it until in, eventually it, it, it's going to become part of the system later. But 
it's you have unlocked. it the whole time. It's you, unlocked you, forever. Yeah, so honestly, price wise, it makes sense because if you such you have kids, yeah, you know, of course they're gonna want to watch it enough times. So why would I run and rent it or go to the theater and watch it once? Once when I could probably pay for it and then the kids can always watch it on their yeah. own. Um, but I just don't understand. Like if they just said you know something, they'll be in three the movie theaters for three months. And they, they will be available from day one as well on my network. However, people have to rent it, not even own it. Rent a premium. Rent it. Yeah, early access rental. Oh, like who does that? Um, Amazon does. Amazon, yeah. Once you rent it, and you, you can rent it, but the minute you hit play, yeah. you have 48 hours before exactly. it's removed from exactly. the library. Exactly. That's amazing. That's a great idea. Because, you know something, then people have that choice. Like, man, I want to watch it. I don't want to go to the, the theater, but it's obviously cheaper if I go to a theater than watching at home in right. a sense of as far as the initial uh, ticket for, to watch yeah. it, right? So people have a choice but the thing is no matter what if they make the choice of watching it at home now they have to pay for it and the original company still makes a lot. Disney still makes a lot because it's like they're either going to pay half the cost to go to the theater at, uh, uh, in the actual theater or they're going to pay the full $30 at, in, at home. Yeah. And some people find the value just being home, so I would. The luxury of being at home, and you can just watch it? Yeah, like, maybe it doesn't have to come out automatically in the free streaming, but at least for the purposes of having a, a, a partnership with uh, with the theater, charge the month, charge whoever wants to watch it yeah, 20, 30 bucks. Just give them a, charge them a premium. And that's yeah, it. and, then for, don't, and for don't make for, it permanent. For just make it access. Yeah, for, for you know, Two 24 days, hours. 48 hours is great, I think. Yeah, because it gives you enough time to either if you like it enough, you'll mm-hmm. watch it twice or at least twice. If you don't, it just sits there. Yeah. And that's it. And that's what I'm saying is like I just, I think that they should just, I don't know. Like I feel like people are people are way too optimistic about this normalizing thing because like are you normalizing? Yeah, because you think about it, this whole situation changed. Like there's no such thing as going back to normal. All we have is something new and the new normal because there's things that permanently we're going to, there's things that we're permanently going to keep from, from the whole pandemic. Hand like, sanitizers. Well, I think people should have, should have been doing that from the beginning. <laughs> um, you know, like now a lot more people are using it actively. Yeah. Like, Oh, well they said it the other day, I saw a news article the other day where they said they're going to cancel snow days. So basically now, cause kids have that ability here in Florida, at least where, if a kid is like, "Mom, I'm not feeling too well to go to school." Okay, get on your computer. You're, you're like, virtual. You're home. That's what I'm saying. It's like, "Oh, you're too sick to go to school." Okay, fine. Get on the get on your computer and do it virtually. So there is no thing where it's like kids feel like being home is going to automatically give them a day off of school. Yeah. No, you're going to keep up with your work just from the computer from home. Um, you know, oh man, the you know the whole thing just shut down the roads. So like the hurricane, we can't go to school. Oh, really? Get on your computer. Like, yeah. they're still going to offer the online class, so get on the computer. And that became a new normal, and that actually is probably going to end, end up becoming more enhanced, where the class might be more interactive that way for students to have to stay home, whatever. And then you think about the other things that are going to permanently change. Like, I think they said that it affected the number of people that got the flu to the point where it's almost negligent. So, it's like, there was almost nothing. Or I forgot what it was. I mean, don't quote me on it because I'm not – I don't follow the science that well, but I just remember reading something where it's like they said – the numbers are basically almost nothing compared to what has always been in the past. Because yeah, a lot of people are not interacting with each other as much. Exactly. So imagine there's going to be a lot of things aside from just the flu that automatically start to disappear it's because it's going to be a positive effect. Yeah, because automatically, even if even if people start be going out to groups like that, there's still going to be 
a level of paranoia that people are going to keep with each other to the point where a lot of common sicknesses that we thought were never going to go away because they were normal might actually go away. Or here in Florida, which I thought was hilarious, they are making this uh, liquid alcohol to go permanent. Liquor alcohol to go? Yeah. So basically, oh, yeah. I, you know what's funny? I just noticed that. Yeah. So, but yeah. So I don't know if you're I, aware. I, I went to, uh, well, I went, to, we, me and my wife and uh, her, my, my other mother in law, we went to, uh, I forgot the name of the restaurant. I think it was like Ford's Garage. Mm-hmm. And you could buy their glass with liquor to go. I was like, well, because what ended up happening was at first, that's um, amazing. When the pandemic hit, I mean, when the pandemic really hit and people were really stuck at home at the, at the beginning, the restaurants were still open, but the problem with the restaurants being open, they, they were open to the sense that they can deliver to people. Most yeah. people just had it delivered or most people had it to go. The problem was, I guess, uh, restaurants, most of the money is made from the alcohol they sell. Yeah. So since nobody can sit in the restaurant the way they used to be, they were missing out on all the liquor sales. So in here in Florida, they were like, okay, cool, send it to them or they can take it to go. So that became a rule for the pandemic. But then... People saw so much profit in that where it's like, oh, man, I can get my favorite drink to go. I can get a sent to my house with my meal. Just boop. I want it. So that's it. it. <laughs> so they, their, their sales probably jumped up more than it was before. And now that's Just permanent. Like that. Yeah. But that, that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of adaptive things that we took to that. It's going to change forever. So people saying they want to go back to normal. It's just kind of a pipe dream. It's like, no. I get what you're saying, but we won't ever be going back to n- the normal from before. We're not going to go back to 2019. We're going to we're going to adapt to find our new normal. Yeah. Just like honestly for improvise, me, adapt, for me it's uh, the one that aside from the movie theater, the one that I'm basically saying goodbye to from now on are buffets. Oh yeah, we talked about that too. Yeah, I'm not, not I'm, I yeah, can't no. I can't do buffets anymore. Never again. The hygiene of it just kills me now. Like <laughs> or another one today because I went to eat lunch and I had a went to a restaurant where like to get a steak and um and i realized i've never been one to use the straw that they give you i was like oh, i just want to take a drink from the glass but you know now with everything you become it's almost like when i was on a diet i used to count calories to the point yeah. where i was very conscious where like i picked up a glass of juice i'm like that has about you know 130 calories like you start being aware of how many calories everything so i think with everything now with the pandemic and everything people are super aware about you know this everything they touch germs and yeah. and how you know how we get stuff to the point where I'm looking at this glass and all I can think about is how many people before me today alone drank from this and this was cleaned maybe it wasn't even cleaned right so you don't even know what you're putting in your mouth when you put your glass on a mountain you know something from a restaurant like that so now a straw seems like nothing oh yeah give me that that thing that was wrapped in paper give me that <laughs> in fact next time i bring my own straw like <laughs> you can buy you can make you can buy your own straw no i know you can buy like a metal one yeah um but yeah i'm like it's retractable and you can clean it it's just like these I little now these little nuanced changes you just start thinking about it you're like now you, you know like when you open the door like i have that little a uh, hook thing yeah and now i do that whenever i go to places i just love using the hook as opposed to using my hands to touch a door because <laughs> Again, you don't know how many people touch it. You don't know what they... They could literally... In New York, I used to find gum. I used to grab a handle. and like, there's gum in there. <laughs> so, yeah, you start becoming more aware of it. That's why, like, new normal is the thing. Yeah. All right. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning to the latest episodes from my mom's garage. As always, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And, like always, tell a friend, send a friend, bring a friend. See you next week. Later, guys.